Hey, what's up, guys? This is Andy Munoz of the RSL Show, and today we have a special episode. We've got At Between Clean Sheets, a.k.a. Cheyenne Foster. And so I have seen a few things that you've been doing online, and I really think that you're due at any moment to, uh, like... I don't know whether a league picks you up, a network picks you up or a team picks you up. I feel like you're on the verge of that. So anyways, I wanted to bring you on the show and just kind of uh, talk to you, get to know you a little bit more, see what you're up to. And so welcome to the RSL show, Cheyenne Foster. Thank you. Thank you. I was waiting for you to use the phrase glow up, which I am very overdue for, but I've been in the space mostly chatting with everyone else and giving my general opinions about soccer for a long, long time. I would say between clean sheets, though, in a formal capacity and maybe a a content machine is what I'm hoping it will be. It feels relatively new. So um, I try... I try to see it um, with fresh eyes and when fresh eyes around uh, the fan network see it, I also um, definitely pretend like I haven't been like fumbling my way through for a while, but I'm getting there. I am. I'm due for something. I'm due for something. But yeah, thanks for no, having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, you know, the, the interesting thing is because we chatted a little bit about um, – uh, well, let's let's like back up a little bit. So I've I've been following you on Twitter for a while. Um, I feel like, you know, slowly but surely people try to or people tend to kind of find each other, uh, especially when it, it when you have something as niche as like MLS soccer. And then and then when you kind of niche down to like actually covering a team, uh, which in my case, it's Real Salt Lake. And um, in your case, if is it still safe to say that you're like, covering DC United or like you're all in on DC? Yes, I am currently all in on DC mainly because I still am locked into a several year contract as a season ticket holder. But having lived in DC for almost 10 years now, it's just been my default team. But because I'm such a fan of soccer in general, I would say at the risk of, of appearing plastic, every time I go to a different stadium, to watch any two teams playing throughout the season, I will assume the fandom of, I don't know, whatever way the wind is blowing that day or (laughs) whatever colors I'm feeling go with my outfit or whichever team has a good underdog story at that point. Or um, if I, if I want to go hang out with their supporter section, I will be a full blown fan of that team. And people will say, I I thought you liked DC United. And and what I want to say is at the end of the day, I just like that someone's kicking a ball. And I like the vibes. I like the atmosphere. Um, and I like that soccer is getting more and more popular. So, but yeah, my, my hometown team right now is definitely DC United. Yeah. And, um, and then we have to talk a little bit and we'll kind of go back to like the traveling because uh, the whole reason that I wanted to bring you on this show was to talk about, um, y- you know, you're going out to Qatar and you're going to go to all these games and you're going to have this like really cool fan experience and you're going to maybe vlog the experience casually. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that, but um, in following you, that's kind of what I noticed. You're, you're, you're kind of like DC United at heart, but then I'll see you like rocking, you know, like a Jersey in, I don't know, mm-hmm. like Columbus or something. Right. Or uh, most recently I uh, met you at the all-star game and obviously we're, we're there for the league and the league's all-stars or whatever, but you've been traveling and, creating content around the league which i think is awesome and and i don't really see anybody 
else doing that. So right. tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did this, how did this all happen? Because my problem right now, and I don't know if it's, if it's a problem or I'm just, I'm probably just lazy. <laughs> uh, me and the boys, like we've been uh, covering rail Salt Lake for the past like seven years and we're on a network. And sometimes I feel like we're super niche down and there's been conversations about, you know, Hey, we should expand to the league. So you see people like the Cooligans doing it and kind of, you know, breaking just beyond this niche of covering one league. So what kind of inspired you to uh, not necessarily, I guess, like stay limited within DCU? Cause I know you still out of all the teams. I mean, from what I've seen, maybe that's one that you gave like the most love to, but now you're, growing and expanding. So what inspired that, Cheyenne? It first started with going to see DC United on the road. And as I'm sure many who pay attention to the league know, DC has not been doing so well for the past couple of years. So in my desperate search to find better soccer, A, but B, kind of maybe a better atmosphere, um, but also enjoy all these new teams that are popping up, new stadiums that are popping up, I have definitely continued to see DC United on the road, but I've also taken some time to go see the games that are starting to become the big rivalries or games that are the first ever at that particular stadium. Uh, You mentioned Columbus earlier. I was in Columbus four times last year, which it's a six hour drive from DC. So that sounds way more dramatic than it is. It's, um, a city I really, really enjoy, but with the new stadium opening, the fact that that stadium also hosted a U.S. soccer match, I mean, it's been uh, something that I enjoyed first, but second, as I've created content and centered it around the fan POV, I've wanted to give people an idea of what to expect when they go to any given city, because what I want my community to be is nationwide and maybe even a a global community because if I were sitting in England watching Major League Soccer grow across the pond and wanted to know what it was like to show up to Allianz Field in Minnesota I think I would enjoy I'm going to say this as the person who created it I think I would enjoy watching my vlog um, when DC played at Minnesota in 2019 and I spent a whole weekend there went to bookstores went to a twins game went to the stadium like showed the stadium and my experience there like I would enjoy watching that stuff so that's kind of what it's blossomed into and I I don't feel bad for that reason I don't feel bad for being um, super niche I think you guys have an expertise and a history and a relationship with with RSL that that I wish I had with DC United, even after all these years, I think there's just, there's something about even this city that feels super transient. So that kind of mentality has just stuck with me and allowed me with work and then just with personal life, wanting to travel. It, it's allowed me the the desire or encouraged the desire to travel. So. Very cool. So um, one thing that kind of blew me away. So when we were at the all-star game and um, obviously like I was shooting and doing my thing, but I knew you were there cause you had tweeted about it and I like DM'd you and I'm like, Hey, at some point come and say, what's up? Like, come say hi, I got to meet you. And you did. And I remember one question that I asked you, I said, I, I can't, I, who's paying for this? Like who, who is sending you, <laughs> right? Like who's sending you out here? Cause like, you know, with my experience of working like at a TV broadcast, uh, company for, you know, two years, um, 
you know, traveling is, is a big deal. It's, it's, it's flights, it's tickets, um, it's hotel stays, it's, it's food, it's travel. Um, and then on top of that, it's all, it's also getting like the, the press credentials and kind of getting like those hookups. Um, I, when, when, when I spoke to you, I was like, who's doing this for you? It really shocked me when you said, well, I'm kind of doing it out of pocket, dude. Yeah. And if I get a, if I get a credential, awesome. If I don't get a credential, I'm buying the ticket. So that is just like next level stuff. And I think I've commented this to you before. I've said, you are like the walking, breathing. If you want to, like, if you want to work in something, you just go out and do it. There's not a better example. So how, how, like, how, (laughs) how do I make it happen? (laughs) How and why? Because a lot of people, even myself, like, I would have loved to have gone to like, you know, LAFC versus Philadelphia Union, but Oh I just gosh. won't do it on my own dime. So like how, you know, I'm not saying like, where do you get the money for for this from? But like, where do you get that inspiration? And where do you get that drive? Like, how do you have this mentality that people wish they had? So there's a couple of things. And um, as I've continued strategizing about content, price transparency is something that I would really like to include in some of the things I'm doing. Because I've traveled so much for work in the time that I've lived in D.C., as I started Between Clean Sheets, I was just um, living the life on points that I had accrued from work trips. So I had built a, a loyalty to a specific airline and a specific hotel. And just for, oh my gosh, until maybe two years ago, right before the pandemic, I was using all of those points to go stay places for soccer travel. And it was it was a nice escape from my nine to five because it's the creative outlet that I don't get in any other part of my life. And so the drive there was, it's, it's a, it's an exploration in a lot of different ways, not just going to a new city, but um, trying something new, learning a new skill or hobby. And heaven knows, I think I've told you before that I used to cry almost every time I opened Adobe Premiere and (laughs) just stick with it. And I really, I've tried, I'm, I don't cry anymore, but, um, it's still very difficult. So I'm learning, but that's, that is how it really worked out for me pretty well to begin with. And now I would say almost all of my disposable income, um, as a, a single working woman, goes into this project and and I don't have any, uh, luckily no student loans. Um, very, very privileged to not have student loans. Uh, even after all these years, I don't have a pet that I have to pay for. Um, I have, I have been very strategic about my trips too. Cause you mentioned LAFC in Philadelphia, man, that MLS cup, I wanted to go so bad Andy, but the flights just didn't make sense. There are some things that I feel I do miss out on. And you mentioned people like the Cooligans and other content creators and even people that work for the league that they go to the Cascadia Cup, they go to El Trafico, they go to the hot games. And I I would really love to get to that point, but I, I have to be very strategic about where I'm spending my money. And All Star was a great choice for me because it me in touch with people like you, a handful of other people who have uh, become really, really great friends and mentors to me as I've created content. And the weekend of MLS Cup, I actually chose to, and it's a, it's a video I'm working on as we speak, but I chose to 
take a midnight Amtrak train from DC to Georgia. And my family currently lives in Georgia and got in on the coast. And then my parents picked me up and they let me use their car. And I drove a little bit inland of Savannah to a town called Statesboro, Georgia, where the USL League One championship was happening. Mm -hmm. And to me, again, fan, fan POV, American soccer experience, I would have absolutely loved LA and Philly, whole MLS Cup, etc. But I got pure unmitigated access to everything for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, they let me on the field when the final whistle blew and I was just running around videoing people. And it's so funny because you see guys like yourself, big, nice cameras know exactly what they're doing. And I'm sitting here with an iPhone, like, okay, um, vertical or horizontal. I don't know uh, wide angle. Like, but it's, I mean, it's from my lens. So I think that I'm, I, like I said, being very strategic about what I'm doing, but I, I am paying by and large myself. There are some uh, brands that have been very gracious to send me some things um, or pay for a couple of different opportunities. And that's been uh, another part of this whole world that I'm exploring, which is um, growing my community with the help of different brands and, and choosing to work with different brands that are an extension of my personality and fit my community, which is um, difficult, but, but interesting and, and something that I'm enjoying figuring out for myself. But yeah. And you mentioned Qatar. That is, um, that's a big undertaking, something I've definitely been saving for, for a while though. So a lot of the times when you tend to speak to, you know, content creators, it doesn't really matter which sport it is. Uh, I've been around them all, um, you know, basketball, soccer, baseball, uh, football, all of those. Usually people try to, you know, they have like their own agenda of like where they want to go and what they want to accomplish. And, oh, I want to, well, you know, for some people it's like, well, I want to be like the most knowledgeable or I want to have like the best podcast or I want to have, you know, the best shots. I want to be like, you know, the number one videographer in my state or, you know, in my, in my league, Right. So for you to say that this is more so fan experience and kind of, you know, going along with me on this journey where, hey, we're going to go to this game, we're going to figure it out, and we're going to also like take in the city. I think that's actually a, a, a fresh perspective on, on content. Right. And the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, so, you know, you're not just someone who's like, you know, going to stadium, stadium and hoping to get lucky and, 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 and like, you don't have, it's not to say like, you don't have the experience because you do. Um, I've seen interviews that you've done. Like I've seen you sitting across, I think we'll, we'll agree on this. The best MLS striker in MLS history, Chris yes. Wondolowski, yes. <laughs> right? Our love for, uh, for, for Wando is like, uh, you're the only other person I've ever seen on Twitter, like say like, yes, this guy is the legend, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to like talk more about that later, but talk about your experiences. What are some cool things that you've been able to do in your journey throughout MLS? And if I can selfishly just kind of uh, ask for, ask you to, to talk about one experience, talk about the rendition, like the singing that you did in the Columbus crew stadium, because oh, I want to yes. see, I want to know how that came about and why you wanted to do that. But then also like, tell me about some other cool experiences that you've done. 
Okay, so I should back up and you use the word cool. Well, we're, we're definitely going to tackle that um, concept in just a second. But the whole reason why I started Between Clean Sheets and what guides the, the fan POV and the content um, strategy, that that's, it makes it sound so much more formal than it is at this point. But I was just surrounded by people who loved watching the Premier League and every four years loved watching um, the U.S. men's national team compete. Uh, on on the global stage, but they didn't realize that Clint Dempsey and the Seattle Sounders were like in DC that weekend. Um, and so I, I started telling friends about the guys that were in MLS and started kind of trying to explain to them why it was worth watching the team in their own backyard. And I went to a women's college my family are all BYU graduates. They uh, watching them live and die by that football team is is quite honestly painful. But um, I I don't have that sort of like <laughs> love or affinity for a, a football team, a college football team, or honestly, um, a, an NFL team. So when I graduated and lived in DC to have a team so close to me, uh, DC United, to to go and kind of make my own was really really special to me. And so the plan with all the content is by 2026 and beyond, I want to make what I enjoy and what, and what you and I are working hard for, I want to make it popular and I want to make it cool and I want to make it something that people want to participate in. And for that reason, I have kind of thrown a ton of different ideas at the wall and some of them stick, some of them don't. Um, the flying out and hanging out with Chris Wondolowski and talking to him was, was, uh, incredible. And these guys are so gracious with their time too. I think they also realize what we're not what we're up against, but the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And there are some guys, I mean, even drew Moore, who played for the Colorado Rapids for the past several seasons, just retired had done like 17 or 18 seasons in MLS has been around since, I mean, I was in like middle school. So to talk to him about the the growth of it all, that was a conversation that I had for, for my little podcast that I absolutely loved. It's so, um, it's so nice to get that context because I haven't been around since 96. I wasn't one of those OG uh, fans or, or people in the MLS community, but Things like this piano ballad that I created and and performed at the crew. Now, I will say that was my biggest um, undertaking at that point. That was the hugest thing I ever did. I went out of my way to hire like a professional videographer. I wanted to do it really, I wanted to do it right and I wanted to do it well. It was 2018, back in 2018, when the U.S. men's national team uh, did not make the World Cup. I've been in an MLS fantasy league for, oh, I don't know, like seven years now. And it, it is as nerdy as it sounds, but there are some former professional players in it, a couple broadcasters, guys that work for U.S. soccer. Um, and so they, I mean, I think maybe they have more credentials or, or more of a legit reason to be there. I'm just a fan. But uh, they were all really bummed, really bummed out. And 2020 brought up those emotions again for everybody, not being able to watch soccer, not being able to enjoy any live sports. And 
I, um, I have, have a bit of a Renaissance education. I went to college and majored in international relations and French and then minored in classical piano. And I love playing the piano. So I had made this piano ballad version of the We Love Ya U.S. soccer chant. And I made it so sad and so moody. Um, and I, I had sat on it for a while because I was like, how do you put that out into the world? And it just so happened that because I was going out to Columbus so many times last year and they were not going to be playing at historic Crew Stadium or Matt Free Stadium anymore, I wanted to kind of close it out and give it what I felt like it was it was due as someone who has been to a Dos Acero game at, at yeah. Matt Free. So yeah. when you think of like USA games, you, you got to think of Columbus. That's like yeah. a historical site. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I should also say that a lot of the opportunities that have been presented to me are simply because I sent an email and asked and the running joke for a while, especially when I wanted to do stadium tours, which have been kind of my bread and butter, um, on, on my YouTube channel, I would just, um, MLS is a little bit trickier now. I don't think they have everybody's name and picture and email address listed, but I would just look yeah. up like the cutest boy, <laughs> like, find a picture of the, it didn't matter where on the totem pole they were. Cause I didn't want to bother like the most important person. I would just like pick the, pick a, a young cute guy and be like, maybe I can just send like a really, a really kind email um, and then send them links to some of my stuff and, and maybe they'll like, they'll help me out. Um, nice. and it was, I, yeah, I know. Right. It's, it's a, it's a strategy, but it's worked, uh, um, in a lot of ways, uh, sure. reaching out to a bunch of young, young, um, major league soccer staff or team staff that are just as eager and excited about the sport as I am. And when I present them an idea, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So that's kind of what happened at, at historic crew stadium is now the official name. Um, they very specifically told me not to call it map free, but that was, oh my gosh, it, it was fantastic. And I think because editing is is such a hard task for me and something that I'm still really struggling to be good at, um, I just decided to, to fork over some cash and let someone who knew what they were doing yeah. film it and then, and then edit it. And that is... Oh my gosh. I mean, I would like to do more of that. Actually, I've thought about it. I would like to create more piano, not necessarily sad, sappy ballads, because I tried to make that thing as absolutely dramatic as possible. I mean, I was looking off into the distance, like walking yeah. in slow motion, being so moody. Um, I would like to do maybe something a little bit more lighthearted, but like Portland has some really, really great chants that are unique to their team. I would love to do a piano version of some of those. I think you're um, onto something with that. I mean, you uh, and and that kind of made the rounds because I think, uh, I'm pretty sure I wasn't talking to you then, but I I had kind of like seen you pop up on like social media. But I remember my first one of my first memories was seeing you doing uh the ballad, and I and I remember thinking I'm like, how did she like talk a, a team and and you know you kind of start researching and you're clicking and you're like yeah you, know, you you expect to click on somebody and like okay maybe they have like a hundred thousand something followers and they've got yeah. this pool and maybe that's why, right. but you're teaching a really valuable lesson in the lesson and the advice that I live by. And, and one advice that I literally throw out all the time is you don't get what you don't ask for. 
And I yes. think um, as young creators, if or just in any profession, really, or in life, no one's going to come and, and like no one from the crew was going to come to you and say, hey, can you, you know, sing on our pitch and, and throw out this it. idea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's no one's going to be that proactive. So it's really cool to see you taking on that uh, proactiveness. And I'm all for like the fan experience and, and taking that across the league. And um, I think. You know, I, I told you this at All-Star. I'm like, dude, you're going to go far. Like, it's just, it's a matter of time before, like I said before, before either a, a team, the league, or a network picks you up. You did some work with the network recently. Um, you did, did, like, the the fan experience um, up in, was it in Philly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so t- talk a little bit about that and, um, you know, how, are you, are you, are you hopeful to do more experiences like that? Like, like, did you have fun working with, because they sent out a team to like film you and and chill with the fans and then watch the games, right? Yes. So this was for Premier League in USA, which I I, I feel blessed that I don't have a specific Premier League team. Uh, it kind of allows me to enjoy the league <clears throat> as a whole, enjoy the stories that happen from one season to to another, and and this year in particular, enjoy um, the two Americans. Uh, Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams that play for Leeds. And I had had been in contact with some people that I actually met at All-Star and they were looking for someone to help be the face of their Instagram and their Twitter for the weekend when they did their fan fest up there. And it was close for me, an, an easy drive. And it was also um, something that I felt comfortable doing because I I like talking directly to the camera. I like experiencing things in real time in the same way that people near me are experiencing things. Or I like making people feel like they're there even if uh, they physically can't be. Because again, I'm very, I'm, I'm hyper aware that a lot of the things I experience are just things that people don't have time or the bandwidth for the money for. I even think of my brother, who's the one who got me into soccer, uh, U.S. soccer and MLS to begin with. And I mean, he has two beautiful children now and a, and a whole house and a, like just a whole life that, that doesn't allow him to go to Atlanta United games as often as, as he did. Um, so I, I try to make people feel like they're there even when they're not. So that was an interesting experience because it was Premier League. Um but also it was very focused on showcasing Philadelphia. Philly was going through their, their at that point, very exciting run. The Phillies were in the playoffs. Philadelphia Union were getting ready to go to the cup. Um, just the energy of the whole place was great. I could hear people and see people lining up for Fan Fest the night before at like 11 o'clock um, from my hotel room window. And it, I loved it. I really loved it. I hope more stuff like that happens, namely because I want to get some experience under my belt to to figure out what exactly um, I can do. I mean, to your point, asking to do things is really hard. I understand why why people have a hard time gathering the courage for it. And there are a lot of things that I miss have missed out on in the past because I've been too afraid to ask or I've tried to go maybe to buy the books or gone out of my way to to formalize a process that 
given how fast the sports industry moves, it does not need to be that formal. So things like that. And, and, and it was with NBC specifically and, and Premier League in USA is, is obviously um, an extension of NBC and Premier League. But that was great because it, it helped me realize what their priorities are, what kind of content they look for, and, and how I can still provide my personality in that space. Um, it was just, oh man. I mean, I think my, my call time was like 4.30 in the morning. And that's, I mean, that's Premier League in USA, baby. Everyone's <laughs> up early and, and watching yeah. games super, super early, but I really, really loved it. So yeah, yeah I'm, I would, man, if I could do that sort of thing every weekend, um, I absolutely would. I absolutely yeah. would. It's a lot of fun. So I'm just going to kind of ask you like the generic question that I think a lot of women in sports get, right? Yeah. Um, you see it everywhere, you know, baseball, soccer, football, all the sports. It's It's always like, you know, it's always around context of like, hey, you're leading and kind of paving the way. And, um, you know, it, it, it is true still in Major League Soccer. I mean, granted, there are, uh, you know, I, I work with people at MLS who who are women who lead the, the social uh, like media campaigns. They're on there. They're talking weekly. They're providing commentary. So for you, um, as a woman in soccer, I mean, I. I don't even view you that way. I view you as like, you're somebody knowledgeable and, and you know what you're doing and you're ca fully capable of everything. But uh, I mean, even for me, like people look at me and it's like, Oh, he's a Hispanic in sports. Like people like mm -hmm. to label things. Um, right. So what, what, what do you think you're doing for like a younger audience or a generation of, of women who would like to, you, you know, even maybe work in major league soccer or, uh, what are you trying to do to maybe even captivate like a younger woman audience that can buy into soccer just as much as you have? Because you're not some casual fan, like you're hardcore. You're spending your own money traveling <laughs> the country to watch all these right. teams. You know, I think um, an interesting thing I, I encounter often is people ask me why I don't make more content about the women's league and WSL and the U.S. women's national team. And it's, I think that both of those entities are growing at, at an unprecedented rate and doing really, really well for themselves um, and have nowhere to go but up. But it's interesting to me that it's like the automatic assumption is that I would stick to women playing sports and wouldn't exist in the space that I'm in right now. And I think that when I talk to people who are fans, but aren't terribly vocal online or aren't huge participants in their supporters community, I, I think it makes them feel really safe. I don't, I haven't had an opportunity to really take a good hard look at, at what my actions are doing for future participants or future fans. But I do know that the women who exist in this space right now as fans, it's, it is like their shoulders drop and a, their, a smile comes over their face. And, and I always get the biggest hug from those women because sometimes we feel like we're on an Island and it's a really, um, 
I think soccer is a, in this country is a lot more accommodating of, of women than some other sports fandoms are. But even still, it's, it's really hard not to, I, I think even just existing in this space and not having people to relate to can be really exhausting at times. And I even think about it from a content perspective. I mean, part of that Premier League and USA experience was having a crew follow me around, but it was an all male crew. And so those guys weren't going to tell me if I had something in my teeth. I don't think they were really thinking of it, but I feel like if I had kind of a a female friend there and it would have just made me feel a little bit more comfortable with looking out for the things that I would be looking out for if, if the roles were reversed. So I do think about that a lot. And what I'm hoping is, and I had a conversation the other day with someone who's like a, a FIFA um, influencer, FIFA content creator, and she's in the, the gaming space. And oh man, I mean, that is a path she is forging for sure. And I think it's it, it was really nice for her to sit and talk to someone for a podcast about it. And all I did was shut up and listen. And for her, <laughs> yeah. that was, I think that's exactly what she needed. So those are the things that I'm doing. One thing I will say, um, one more thing as if I haven't already said enough, but I really, as someone who is a huge mental health advocate in my day-to-day life, my audience is about 80 to 85% male on all of my platforms. I really, really go out of my way to create a welcoming space for men to share their feelings and for men to be vulnerable and for men to understand that the um, kind of patriarchy that we that we rail against a lot is just as detrimental to their well-being as it is to mine. And there are a lot of men who I have talked to um, about mental health over the past couple of years. And that's something that I would say, I don't, I don't talk about this much, but it's something that I'm really, really proud of because I think so many, especially in sports, I mean, think about football in this country. There are players who are, who, who really force themselves to to neglect their own well-being, physical and mental well-being, just for playing time. And whether or not you played that sport, I mean, anyone who's a fan of, of a sport or played any sport growing up has, has probably dealt with something like that. And just the competitive nature of male sports and how, um, like just on steroids, it always feels just so much testosterone. There's a lot of like feelings that people neglect and emotions that people don't process. And I really, I try to create a space for, for people to do that as often as I can. So. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that we kind of talk about on our podcast on the RSL show is, uh, the, the realization of, of when you start to interview players and interact with players or even befriend some players and you kind of realize like, Oh, okay. These, these guys aren't just like mythical apparitions that just appear on a Saturday night to play soccer. These guys um, have, they they've got social lives. They've got relationships. They have families. They've got 
feelings. They're reading what people are writing on Twitter. They're oh hearing gosh, what yeah. people are saying. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, it is, it is cool to kind of see like that wall breakdown and that stigma breakdown, um, around mental health and, um, primarily like even in the NFL, uh, recently, like you're, you're seeing like top tier quarterbacks, um, kind of breaking down and, and acknowledging that they've got, you know, these, these mental health struggles. And, uh, I think you hit it right on the nail, um, especially in soccer. Soccer is such a, an aggressive sport in the sense where you can suffer an injury. Um, and, and if you do, and if you don't suck it up and you're not out there for like the next game, um, you, you're potentially losing your, your piece on the squad to like the next person behind you. So right. sometimes they're, they're playing through injuries or they're just trying to survive or they, they've, they've been on loan. They don't want to move around to a different club. It, it could be very daunting. Um, so I think it's cool that you're opening up that that conversation, and I'm excited to see what you do with that. I think I think that could be a cool series that you could work on with maybe some players, just if we're exchanging ideas in any kind. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. One thing, uh, so you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're going to hop on a plane tomorrow. In uh, 22 hours, I will be <laughs> oh on a plane. Gosh. I know. Okay. All right. This is the whole reason I wanted to bring you on. Um, so Qatar, you're going to freaking Qatar. You're going to the world cup, yes. uh, which is amazing. Um, given the opportunity, I would love to go. However, if I'm being completely honest, I just don't know if I would want to go. It's, it's like not 50, the 50. best one to make my first world cup. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But you said something yesterday when we were, uh, kind of like talking about uh, getting you on the show and we have, you know, we're obviously we're, we're pretty opinionated on it and there's some things in the media that have blatantly like kind of been ignored, but like we know, you know, the, just to, just to get it there and then the work that kind of went behind it and um, just the things that people don't really want to bring to light. But like you said it, you're like, okay, all these things are happening, but, the the entire world is going to tune in and watch this competition. Right. It's that's a whole different subject. We won't tap too much into that, but I want to talk about your commitment to the freaking sport that you you held a poll on your IG and let's start with that. So, yeah. You're going to go to all these games and I'm not going to give away the number right now. I'll let you do that, but what are you feeling going into it's still crazy it's mind blowing that you're going and again out of pocket right so <laughs> tell us a little bit about why you're going out there how many games you're attending and what you hope to accomplish uh by 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 giving that presence okay so when the idea of going first popped into my head it was because I was thinking about 2026 and I thought it might be nice to go to a world cup and experience that before I, as an American and, and we all as Americans host, um, four years from now, it wasn't really until it was like too late to turn back that I thought, man, this is actually going to be the most unique world cup that we will probably ever see because it's in November, December, because it's in, uh, as small of a country as it is because of all of the ruling about alcohol, because of the, the culture. I mean, just packing for this trip um, and realizing that I, that I wasn't going to be wearing 
shorts in 80 degree weather, I, I would be wearing pants the whole time is different. And then also, yeah, the, the, the political ramifications, the fact that Qatar got it, um, under some very unethical circumstances, they, their bid was awarded. I feel that as I've thought about my participation, my love of the sport and wanting to go to support the U S men's national team, I recognize that in a world of conflicting beliefs and and things that are constantly at odds with each other, this World Cup, especially after 2020 and a lot of, I think even the MLS players who are going and playing for some of these Central American um, nations who they are so proud to represent – but I mean, they were stuck in America away from their family and unable to to have any of the things that would have made them feel at home or, or comfortable during that time. And then they had to go play in a in a, a bubble tournament. I mean, th- there's just so many different um, global happenings and, and circumstances that to me, my decision to participate is in honor of those sacrifices made um, by by players so proud to represent their country and going um, so much farther in every aspect of of their life uh, and and of their their willpower and work ethic, et cetera, than I ever could, going so much farther to make themselves ready and available. Um, and capable of, of participating in something like the World Cup. And I remember talking to someone the other day when they were announcing the roster, the two of us were like, honestly, I don't really care what the formation is. I don't care. I, I don't really care how it looks. I mean, I have an affinity for a guy like Paul Ariola, who who was with DC United for a while. So I'm, I'm bummed he didn't make the squad. But at the end of the day, like, MLS versus non-MLS players on on the squad is is whatever. I'm not going to shout into the void about that. I'm just glad that we're going and that there are guys who who have clearly worked hard enough to be there and I'm excited to go cheer them on. So that's that's it. I'm definitely going to all of their group stage matches. We obviously don't know what happens after that, but yeah, are are you ready for the the actual number of matches? <laughs> so you yeah, and and break down the poll cuz you did an IG poll oh, with your yes, followers yes, and you're yes, like, yes. "All right, guess how many games I'm going to." So right. tell me like what the if you can remember, you don't have to exactly pull it up, but if you remember like the poll results and then what oh, your no, you know, I what the guesses were. Yeah. Sorry, I had to like get perfectly situated for for all of these <laughs> figures. So I've got I've got a great community on Instagram, um, a very engaged community. So whenever I have polls or, or ask for people's opinions, they do give it. And the question was because I was very interested. I felt like I had announced that I was going to the World Cup in, in a bunch of different formats, but because it was either on stories or a tweet, which gets buried so quickly, there were a ton of people that had no idea I was going. So. I asked if if uh, people knew how many tickets they thought I had to matches. And in my bio and on Instagram and Twitter, it has how many days I'm going to be there, which I believe 17 days total. I'm I'm leaving December 6th, so I'm I'm missing the 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 main action at the end. Um, but I did kind of like how many you think one to three, four to six, seven to nine, ten or more. Like what what you thinking? 
Oh my gosh. Most people guessed like four to six, which by the way, we talked about this. That's a pretty normal number. Like that's a, that's a normal number of tickets. <laughs> yeah. Um, for anyone that would be like, I mean, if if I had four to six, man, if I had four to six games, I'd be like, yeah. well, you know, like I can get hit by a bus tomorrow. I'm good. Like that's going to be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, well, and that's what that's what I would have guessed. That would be before the tournament started. So yeah. Yeah. After. After. You don't want to go to like Qatar and Ecuador and then be done. That would be such a such a bore. Um, so I've got my list right here. And this list has 14 matches on it. Since um, this list was texted to a friend of mine who is also going, um, my buddies actually secured me tickets to two more matches. (laughs) And the thing is, when they Venmo request me, which it's such a like, it's it's so, um, it's a jump scare for sure. When they Venmo request me, they're such nerds. They put the match number. They don't put the who versus who. Mm. So I have to go to whatever FIFA's website is and be like, okay, match 42. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. So um, I think the the last two, one of them is the um, Iran-England game. Oh, so cool. I'm getting a lot of that particular group. Uh, I'm getting every, I'm, I'm going to every USA group stage match. Like I mentioned, That's awesome. um, some of the other teams, do you, you mind if I read them off? No, yeah. Break it down. Yeah. Tell us. Okay. I'm just curious to know, are you going to go to Argentina, Mexico? So I, I would love to, Oh, that I, been like, man. the lottery for that game has been really, really tough. However, StubHub, And the thing is, once you're there, you don't have to prove that you that you um, like deserve to be there. You really only had to have one ticket in order to get your Haya card, as they call it. Um, so my thought was, once I get there, I could just like wait around and see how low those ticket prices drop, because I would really, really love to see that match. Yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't we all? So I that's that's the thing is I think. For for the casual fan and someone who's just really <laughs> excited about going to the World Cup, I think this list will be pretty impressive. Yeah, still, I mean, dude, um, sixteen tickets, like, oh my still, gosh, it's, yeah, it's a freaking well, win. All right, and I I will say, like the the one A versus two B match. Who knows? That'll be cool. Yeah, who knows, is that who knows? Good, what that's going to be like? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Break it down. Let us know. Like, what what are some of the games? Yeah. So let me uh, let me hold it up here. Cool. I've got. Um, France versus Australia. Awesome. Germany versus Japan. Awesome. Um, Germany versus Japan, I believe, is the first one of that day. And then later on that evening, I will be going to Belgium versus Canada. Awesome. Great game, too. Yeah. Canada's like looking to prove it, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Switzerland versus Cameroon. Great. Um, I've got Tunisia versus Australia and Denmark versus Tunisia. So I'm I'm hitting that group pretty hard. Yeah. I've got Belgium versus Morocco. Sweet. I have Korea versus Ghana. Oh. Um, and then I have Australia versus Denmark. So these, there's, I think there maybe, there's a couple groups obviously that aren't aren't there, um, aren't covered in the group stage. And one of the last conversations that I had with some buddies of mine was 
essentially like going over the windows of availability I still had because by the way some of these tickets I we really splurged on the USA group matches which I've also got the 1A 2B and 1E versus 2F the some of those like TBD games in the round of 16 but I I think there's one game on here where I am just in the stadium and this the ticket costs like 70 bucks. Oh sweet. So okay, cool. yeah, so my thought was if I can make that happen for any other game or heaven forbid someone's flight gets super delayed and they have to throw their tickets on StubHub, I'll go. That's yeah. Here's the thing, what I haven't mentioned yet. This is the main point. If I am spending my time and money uh, leaving my, my poor parents who until about three weeks ago, it had not occurred to them that I wasn't coming home for Thanksgiving. Um, if I'm, if I'm leaving all of that behind and if I am flying out there, paying to fly out there, paying to stay there, I am going to maximize the experience to the absolute best of my ability. And for that reason, I picked a couple of different lodging options. I I am doing a fan village. I'm doing a hotel. I'm doing an apartment. Um, I'm trying. (laughs) The fan village. The fan village. Um, Looks amazing, by the way. It looks awesome. Yeah. You're going to please make some video content in there if they don't snatch your phone away or make you delete it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I feel like the more I heard about how much, how, how, I guess, how Firefest-esque it was going to be, the more I kind of really was like leaning into it um, yeah, for the yeah. content, which I mean, for, <laughs> yeah. for your dollar, maybe that's probably the worst value. And, and I think people would be really, really, really pissed. But to me, I'm like, if I can just capture myself here and give people not just a picture of how dingy it looks, but but like live and breathe this for the people who who decided not to go or were not able to go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, honestly, the content of it all is is really really exciting to me because that's something I'll be able to look back on and and yeah. share with um, maybe my kids one day. Share with my family who obviously will not be joining me, um, but also kind of show people. Um, what they're missing or or what they can participate in when, when it comes in 2026. So let me ask you um, a quick question uh, regarding that. Actually, this is what I wanted to do. So uh, real quick, because you're talking about the content where you're going to find, like you're going to post it all that. So where can people find you like list off your YouTube, your IG handles and your uh, Twitter handle or any other. Yeah, of course. Everything is BTWN clean sheets. Um, And that's, uh, obviously between, but it's, um, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you, if you type in between clean sheets into YouTube, you'll find it. I did just create a website, uh, to kind of house all of those links in one place or, or kind of information in one place. But I also have a podcast that is the between clean sheets podcast. So, I've got three episodes out right now. Um, had a really great conversation with another Munoz of um, oh yeah, of the great awesome. states who you said you have no relation to, which is t- a total bummer. Um, yeah. She's great. I really, really like her. Jennifer Munoz, again. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Awesome, um, yeah. Former Liga MX player, former uh, player for the the Mexican national team. 
and and she was she played for Chivas. Was it Chivas? I want to say, or was it Club America? Hang on, let me. I, I, I right think it was there. Club America. Okay, let um, me just. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect her like that because she is amazing. Yeah, you're Club right, America. Club America. Yeah. My bad. I my family my my family has ties to Club Chivas. Like I have a great uncle who played for Chivas de Guadalajara or Guadalajara Chivas. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, as a defender, like, but this was like back in like late 40s the glory uh, really days we'll but it's glory cool days. if you if you ever go down there and you want a stadium tour of guadalajara like gee, i have a cousin who's pretty still closed in tight with the club and works for them and he's yeah. always just touring my family like nonstop. but yeah no that's awesome so between sorry i got really excited when you started talking about munoz <laughs> and liga and Mekis. i know no, i just yeah like... btw and clean sheets that's that is it i don't have like a, a patreon or or a, like a newsletter of any sort, but I, I think I have all of the visual mediums covered and, and definitely, I didn't feel like there were enough podcasts out there. So I started one of those. Um, what's uh yeah. <laughs> what's the, um, what's, where does between clean sheets come from? So it, it is kind of a play on between two ferns, the Zach Galifianakis um, show. I'm, I don't attempt to be funny, but my humor is very dry. But the idea was I wanted to make content, but I didn't want to be beholden to the post-match reactions or to get things out super quickly. I wasn't looking to analyze rosters or or give you any sort of analytical breakdown. Those are things I love to talk about with my fantasy league. Um, but I, I really wanted something that was just more lifestyle focused, obviously fan POV, as I've said a hundred times, but it gave me in my, in my mind, because I was like, the name must match what I'm thinking. I was like, it gave me the, the kind of flexibility to post between games, between the weeks of the season. And so, um, between clean sheets, um, is, is, is where, I landed with that. Now I didn't play goalie. I, I think I played uh, as a keeper in AYSO when I was younger, but nice. y'all, I was like four foot 11 until my freshman year of high school. So <laughs> I was not going anywhere with that. Um, and I, I played like left mid and, and striker in high school and college, but I, I like, I want to lean more into to the clean sheets part. And I've got a couple of content ideas that I think, um, are cute, yeah. but I, I do know that my mom and dad are so kind to, to follow my stuff and, and share it with their friends. And I mean, bless their little boomer hearts. Um, they always tell me when their friends are like, Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, they oh, think yeah. it's something nefarious. Yeah. And I'm like, I never thought of that. <laughs> I never thought of it either until You're I posted right. yeah. a video to Reddit one day and then they're like, hmm, mm. I was really hoping this was something else. And I was like, I, I was, my mind was not even there. Yeah. That's so. funny. That's the first time I've thought of it that way. Um, Hey, so you were, so you're like, again, you're a self funder, you yeah. fund. And I, I know you told me to like, literally not bring this up, but we have to. So you've got followers who are like, Hey, like we want to help out. We want to, you know, throw you some cash to like help yeah. with like expenses or like somebody said, Hey, let me like send you 10 bucks for coffee or for whatever. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was not, it was so much more than 10 bucks, but it was so kind. 
I think and because... being a, and being a being a creator who would love to go on endeavors like you know what you're mentioning and go out like the the fact is is I mean every human being on on the planet Earth like you know that if you don't have the funds things become substantially more difficult so. I know you didn't want to do this, but I, I definitely, I, I want you to just like throw your Venmo out or I'll find it. I'll post it. I'll <laughs> link it or whatever. Cause I think yeah. that um, if they can, if people are willing to donate to this, like, Hey, you're going to give us a fan experience and we can follow you. And I contributed to that. Um, like you said, there's, you know, there's always other people who have like Patreons, websites, donate, whatever. Just don't even think it. What's your Venmo name? What's that? What, what is it? What's your um, handle? It at? is uh cheyenne dash foster okay is, and is, it, is it is it a it, photo of you pro, oh prop yeah probably i think okay. because i take um a lot of selfies for soccer related things it's probably a selfie but right. yeah i was yeah, an we'll early adopter of venmo so it, it's my full name without any sort of um yeah. added added characters but yeah that i actually it's very kind of you um to to mention it it's incredibly kind the the people who have it's almost like a I'm really looking forward to the content you're providing and I I know that it wouldn't happen um if not for the amount of like money and and work and effort you're putting in so let me just uh help out a little bit with it and that was I mean it's so very kind. It's, it's incredibly kind. And it, I think more than anything, more than the dollars, the, even the recent conversation that I had, um, that you mentioned, it was just really nice to know that someone was looking forward to things that I was going to share with them. Um, so that, that was really, really, really meaningful. So you can yeah, tell hey. I really do it because I like it um, <laughs> yeah. and not because I'm making money off of it. Yeah. Otherwise, I, know, I think it would have stopped a long time ago. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, and then everything makes a difference, right? If it's like yeah. five, 10 bucks, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whoever like wants to be super ambitious. Um, I think it's a real cool path that you're on, Cheyenne. I really think I, I, I admire your drive. Um, you're somebody that I've met where when I think like I've got things figured out, like with content and cameras and all the stuff that I produce, I, I feel sometimes like I've arrived in a way, but then I look at people like you and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, dude, you could be doing way more. No. Like you could, you know, get, get motivated. And so I think um, you're providing a really cool value to fans who follow you. Thank you. Uh, I think you're providing value to like the league itself. And for like the newcomers. Wait, wait, say that louder so that the league can hear. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Somebody at MLS hire Cheyenne. Um, Don't even hire me. Just like let me go hang out in in stadiums. More interviews, more access. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, uh, I got to think of like somebody who I can like introduce you to. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with with me here at the RSL show. I don't have my whole crew and – I'm really bummed out that you weren't able to make it out for um, the RSL yeah. game. I know you had like a family emergency. Um, it was one of your, was it your grandmother? Yeah, it actually, I, I should say it was the most, um, maybe serendipitous is not the, not the right word for it, but I, I try to, especially when DC comes out, I've come out for games that they've played um, at Rio Tinto because I have, 
family out in Utah and I love hanging out with them. I love the stadium, but the, the trip had been on the books for a while and a week and a half before my grandmother, who we buried in Idaho Falls, she passed away and it was, I mean, talk about money. I mean, the rest of my family who lives out in Georgia and some of the other family members of my mother's who had to fly in were spending so much just on the flight. And I felt so blessed um, that that was something that had already I had already planned m- months before. And of course, yeah, the, the game was, um, I missed, I missed the game. I think that life happens. And of course, with the way I've felt about DC United as of late, it might've been a blessing in disguise, but it was actually really, um, it felt like a, a spiritual moment, um, for me to, to have it work out the way that it did, because it brought me a lot more peace, but it did remind me that I need to come back because the, the whole plan was to tour the academy, um, yep. to do some some game day stuff, to talk to some local businesses. Because that, yeah. that area has grown so much. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we had like planned it where um, we were going to give you like stadium access, like through the yeah. RSL show to kind of. And I told you, I was like, don't even you don't even have to like mention the RSL show. Just go do your thing. Like, here's a you know, here's a pass and. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your, your grandmother. And I remember I followed up with you and I remember you saying like, no, it was actually like, you know, it was, it was a good thing to spend time with my family and just kind right. of you right. know connect with them. And so we'll, we'll make sure that the next time DC comes out, uh, RSL, we'll make sure we, we, we trudge you everywhere. Um, if you don't see my hat, Callejeros Calle is a brand that, uh, Nick Ramondo and his partner started. They oh, opened yeah. up like an yeah. indoor soccer facility in Utah, and their whole um, the whole premise, the whole existence of that is uh, they want to free the game, quote unquote, meaning that they want to make it more accessible to children who uh, whose parents necessarily don't have the funds to um, you know put them in like these elite club levels. Right. Right. Um, they want to grow the game and give everybody a chance, which we know has been a, a big issue with uh, U.S. soccer in general. So the next time you're in town, we're gonna we'll take you to like Park Cafe, which is like the the the, the best breakfast spot out here. We'll get you access to RSL Rio Tinto. We'll take you down to Calle. Uh, we'll have you talk to everybody, and um, yeah, it's just been awesome having you here. Is there uh, is Oh, and one more thing. I'm just yeah. going to throw an ad out real quick. So for people listening to the RSL show, um, we have an event uh, coming up at Kaye uh, where we would love to see you guys. Uh, it'll be, let's see. Uh, Kaye is nice enough to not only let us use their facilities to do a live podcast, uh, but they're going to let us do it while they are hosting and showing the England versus USA match, uh, Friday, November 25th at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, come out, hang out with the RSL show. We're going to do a raffle of different Real Salt Lake prizes and, and a raffle of uh, Kaye gear. So uh, come out, have a good time, and just don't even come out for us. Watch USA versus England, which hopefully Cheyenne you'll get a you know you'll get a ticket to that or did you say you have a ticket to that match oh yeah every every USA group stage game which if they scan the crowd I don't know if, how how much they'll want to show 
show the, the the fans but this jersey behind me is the one i'll i'll likely be wearing so oh nice what jersey is that oh, oh let me let me actually yeah. grab it really quick yeah grab it yeah this is another talking point too you have um you have like this uh <laughs> you 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 tend to find or get your hands on like the most like rare old yes. kits and actually, i think if Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And I think if you're going to follow between clean sheets, it's again, it's at BTWN mm-hmm. clean sheets, literally just follow her for like the, the classic Jersey drops because she literally gets her hands on these like old kits from like the nineties and they're yes. just awesome. So actually, it, and this is timely because one of the, the first time I ever had any interaction with Nick Ramondo was tagging him in it was a, a shortly after 9-11, it was a commemorative jersey that had a, a Statue of Liberty patch um, and it had it had his name on the back. I took the photo and I, I tagged him and he literally uh, messaged me. He's like, where the heck did you get that from? <laughs> I was like, I just have a friend that has been around for a very, very long time and has a good collection. Nice. He let me wear it. And and um Ever since then, I've I've wanted to talk to him more about his time here. But this particular jersey I got at MLS All Star at that store, Talisman and Company. But oh, it cool. is um, the nineteen ninety five uh, third kit. Awesome. So awesome. yeah, it's wow. It's um, the that other thing too. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm always I always say this. I, I'm always trying to plug for uh, um an audience with more women in it. Um, I do work really hard to make jerseys, which are are weird items of clothing, by the way. I work really, really hard to make them look good and as part of a comprehensive outfit. Um, I think men use jerseys and like very loud, exciting, bright, unique jerseys because they wear them as the statement um, of their outfit. And for me, I try to make the jersey an accessory because it's it's kind of all about what I'm doing with my content, which is like incorporating soccer as a part of your life, not just going to the game, but enjoying the city that you're in and what it has to offer and the game. So I yeah. I do really try to do that. This one, I don't know what I, I've got some options. That is I don't dope. know what I'm going to do yet, but I am I'm definitely. I know you'll usually do like you'll do vintage jerseys and um like yeah. like a a skirt or like shorts or something. So this time mm-hmm. it's got to be with jeans, right, and guitar. Maybe, maybe we shall see. <laughs> hey, don't push it. Do not push it. I don't want to like, you my see secrets. you. Yeah, I don't want to see you in <laughs> like jail or something. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, hey, is there anything else that like I didn't touch on that you would want to either you could plug something, you could talk about something, closing statements. It, this time is yours to do so. That is such a nice thing to do to give me the floor like this. And I'm fumbling the bag, not having anything. But I do think that um, I am like so many other people in this space. Andy, you would definitely agree that are just trying their best to do, um, to, to promote soccer for so many reasons. My reason being that I just want people to enjoy it the way that I do. And if there is anything, um, that anyone has an idea about or recommendations on or input on, 
I am always open to that sort of thing because I know that I'm not the greatest creative mind, but I also, so many of the great conversations that I have with people um, and, and the opportunities that I have to wear vintage kits come from people that have been fans longer than I have. And the, the, there's no gatekeeping that exists on my platform. There is no hierarchy. I am just like you. And um, I, I just, I want to provide what people are excited to share with their friends and, and casual, casual fans of the game. We just, we have to rope everybody in. Um, and MLS is not cool right now, but it will be. Oh, so. it's getting way cooler than it was just even a few oh years gosh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, also, I remember, yeah, you're, you're totally right on that too. So if you don't remember, you might remember cause I, so for people who don't know who the heck I am, um, I got my start not only with like the RSL show podcast, but in 2020, I created a fake soccer club called Saltair FC, oh, yeah. Saltair football club. Mm-hmm. Um, it grew a following. It's still on Twitter. I don't really, I don't advertise it or push it as much as I used to. Cause I never wanted it to be like a clothing brand, but that's what it turned into. Long story short guys. There's like, there were hats, sweatshirts, jerseys, but I remember I hit you up because I know that you did that. I'm like, Hey, I know she like likes to get stuff and open it up and like, and she's good at it. Yeah. And so you helped me promote that brand. And um, I would, I think I hit you up and I was like, Hey, here's a few shirts. Here's like this, that, can you do something? I know I didn't even ask you to do anything. And you like created this whole cool video that I was able to share. I did. Uh, I actually the- went to the beach uh-huh. with the gear. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole that. thing at Salter FC. It's uh, I'm first yeah. to admit right now that it is dead because that was just my creative outlet, but that also, right. when you do stuff like that, that's literally what got me in the door with major league soccer. So like I'm a video editor with them It all of these things that we do just for like the love of soccer, the passion of soccer, you never know where it's going to take you. And and I've already said it, Cheyenne, you're going to go places. I'm just like waiting to see where it takes you. And uh, hopefully it's in that form that you're wanting to stay in of like, Hey, I just want to give everybody the best fun experience um, even if they're not out here enjoying it with me. So yeah. Cheyenne, thank you so much again for your time. Um, everybody follow at Cheyenne Foster at Between Clean Sheets and um, just become her friend, become her loyal follower. And uh, if you feel so inclined to just support her on her trips. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Cheyenne, anything else? A huge thank you. A massive thank you. Awesome. Well, with that, we will conclude. Thank you guys so much for listening to the RSL show. Thanks for being on here, Cheyenne Foster. Good luck in Qatar. (laughs) Please be safe. I'll try. I'll (laughs) I'll touch base with you guys after. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, definitely. We'll follow up with you in Qatar and uh, see how things are going. So thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, Have a good night. Take care.